0: Alright. All right. So. Now that they're gone, let's get <laughs> down to it. They came up with questions, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I have my own question first. Um, I would love to just quickly get to know Logan and Elliot. I'm, I've met Elliot more than I've met Logan. But um, yeah, just maybe a quick overview of um, each of you, uh, what, what you do, where you're from. Uh, Anything exciting you'd like to share?
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to start. Um, Since you may not be familiar with my voice quite yet, this is Elliot again. Um, So, yeah, I just starting out. I grew up in Tennessee, came out to Utah for school, met Jessica here at school. Um, She helped basically finance my school, which is great. Uh, she graduated before me, so
1: sugar mama. Uh,
2: yep, she I was working full time, helping me through school, um, encouraged me to go back to school. Didn't want to, but I went back to school and got a master's. Um, I've been working in responsible finance. sugar mama. <laughs> exactly, she makes sure that uh, there's a return on that investment. Yeah. Um, but I've been working in finance and kind of right now I'm in a fintech. I work at a company called Adiparn. Um, so finance tech stuff, uh, that's good.
0: Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in San Luis Obispo, California. Um, grew up with Taylor actually, where we met when we were in, um, young, young children. Um, so. And then, yeah, we started dating in high school, and then I went on a uh, church mission for two years. I went um, to Africa, and then came back, and Taylor was still around. She had not gotten married to anyone, so she decided to marry me. And (laughs) after that, she was going to school in Idaho. I was going to school in Utah. And so she was like, if you want to get married to me, you have to come join me in Idaho. So... I went braved Idaho for a year. It was horrible. It's not a great place, but um, there was, you know, it's just so cold there. So um, from there, finished up school in, in Utah, and then we came out to California so I could finish more schooling, um, went to medical school in Irvine and then from there I matched into dermatology residency at UCLA. So that's where we're at right now. We're at UCLA. Um, I'm in my second year of residency and I'm learning all about the skin, like so much, like more than you would ever want to know. And so that's great. It's it's really nice. Um, so we have three kids, and we just had a new one. So we named him Otto. Awesome.
2: Tell us a fun fact about the skin. Since you've been learning so much, we're we're interested.
0: Yeah. Um, so your skin can fall off of you when you take medications. So it's called Steven Johnson syndrome, or um, TEN is another name for it. And so if you take, like, an antibiotic that your body doesn't like, then – all of your skin can fall off and that can kill you. So there is one dermatology condition that can put you in the hospital, and that's the only one, so. And it rarely happens, so I don't want you to worry about it tonight.
1: <laughs>
0: it's too late. It's too late.
1: Wow. I did what about you, Gordon? It.
0: Tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, um, so I grew up in Denver, Colorado. And I also, uh, after I graduated high school, went on a mission, uh, like a church mission as well to Africa. So I feel like uh, Logan and I are getting to know each other right now, as well as everybody's getting to know us. So that's something we'll need to talk about sometime. But uh, after that, I moved to Utah to go to USU, up in northern Utah. And that's where I met KJ, my wife. She... Had already graduated, kind of like what Elliot said. I had the, um, she's a lot smarter than me, so she finished school a lot faster. And um, we met, we were just neighbors, and I ended up getting married, and she kind of did the sugar mama thing, helped me get through school as well. And I also joined the military, so I went through, I got my undergraduate very slowly because I spent a lot of time overseas, um, Germany and South Korea and around the U.S. as well. Um, on like mobilizations and deployments and stuff like that, so um, that's kind of yeah brought me to where we are now. <laughs> cool. So let's let's go into other
0: questions. Yeah, let's um, hop in. So they're what they ask us is what it's what is it like to be married to a therapist? What do you think about that, Elliot? <laughs>
2: yeah, I can start. Um... I don't know it any other way, so I don't know <laughs> what well-rounded perspective I'm going to have. But um, I think Jessica does, I mean, she tells me at least she's making an effort to not like be a therapist at home. So it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really come to me and I don't really think of it like, oh, she's being a therapist all the time. So that doesn't really come up too much. I don't really think about it. Um, But what I do appreciate is like her being able to kind of dissect problems a lot easier and understand like, oh, if there's an issue, whether it's between us or with our new daughter, trying to understand how things are functioning, like she's pretty good at picking it apart and understanding what's happening and kind of know like what's a good path for us to take. And so that's really good, um, good to rely on as well. Yeah, I
0: like, I like having that, you know, expert opinion almost, you know, like, it's someone that I can trust. And if she doesn't know the answer, she'll usually, like, ask KJ or Bod. Um, and I don't know, it's just, like, nice to have a network of support of experts, you know, that can weigh in and. Can't tell you what's going like why your why your kids are like throwing clods of dirt at your face, you know. So,
1: <laughs> like Elliot, I don't have any other experience in uh, marriage, but I would say that with KJ, and maybe this isn't a therapist thing, maybe it's a just a KJ thing, but um, she's very good at car- compartmentalizing, like um, therapists kj i guess and then just when she's home i don't always see that side of her really Um, except she is very she's very and i'm sure that uh, bod and taylor can attest to this she's just a very rational and very thoughtful person very thought out like she's not quick to speak ever you can almost see her thinking when you talk to her and um, i'm kind of the opposite of that i kind of just talk and I don't really sometimes uh, get myself (laughs) in trouble don't really even pay attention what I'm saying just kind of comes and so it's been great in that way having her who's just a very thoughtful very thought-out person and um, even with my life just having her uh, be willing to just listen to me help me work through problems maybe she knows nothing about but she's such a great listener and she's just such a great uh, problem solver from the experience she's done with therapy and with social work she did she's done like six years with social work with teenage girls and so she's just spent a lot of time helping people kind of sort through problems and issues and things like that and so I've definitely seen that with me and now we have a, a newborn baby as well that I've just been able to see she's done her research. She's very been very like thoughtful and thought out uh, through the process so far.
0: Yeah, six years with teenage girls. You know, like (laughs) I think that's bless your soul. Yeah, that's like a punishment in (laughs) other countries, right? Like (laughs) for stealing. I think I don't know. (laughs) So that's yeah, that's impressive. So uh, Taylor, yeah, like when we first got married, she would like. We'd be talking, and she her voice would change, and I was like, "You're you're being therapist, Taylor. Like, I you're talking <laughs> to me like I'm your your client." And I would call her out all the time, and I don't know if she stopped being therapist, Taylor, or if she just like changed her voice so I can't recognize if she's like being a therapist or not, um, but. It's, it's, I like you, I just echo what you guys say. Like, it's definitely like smooths out the relationship and everything. Um I do want to say like, no relationship is perfect. Even if like your wife is a therapist, like it doesn't make everything better. Um There's definitely like doctors that I know that are fat, you know, like mm-hmm. they know it's or, bad
2: or they smoke, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, it's always weird to, I, I've never seen a doctor smoke yet. I've seen, like, nurses and stuff, I'm waiting for that, like, unicorn of doctor to start smoking. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, in any profession, it's easier to, like, preach it. It's harder to live it. And I just want to say, like, there's definitely, like, good principles and everything, but it's harder to, like, put it into to real life, so... I don't want people to like be listening and be like, Oh, these people are perfect. You know, we all have our issues and, um, we're all just, you know, trying to get better and live a good life together. So,
1: um, yeah. Yeah, I I love that. I think that, uh, just meeting a lot of KJ's coworkers in the past, something that has kind of influenced a lot of them to go into social work or therapy is their own mental health issues that they've had in the past and so i that's why i I kind of connected with what you said about um your relationship. No relationship is perfect. these relationships still aren't perfect um because just because you're a therapist uh you might have gotten into that because of issues you've and struggles you've had in the past and so something I appreciate about k j and I think that Taylor and Bot are very similar is that um they've just they're very self-aware of their strengths and weaknesses and just trying to improve. They don't think they're perfect, but they're improving themselves as they're improving others and so um that's kind of how our relationship's been.
2: I will say a little bit more about, you know, being married to a therapist when Jessica was working full time. Um it was I think it was very exhausting for her like the caseload and the number of clients that she was seeing and their variety of issues that they're dealing with. And a lot of that kind of fell on her shoulders and she couldn't just come home and unload it or just like put it off to the side. Like it was with her cause they're the real people and she's thinking about them even when she's not at work. So it was, it made things when she was working full time, I think that made things a little more difficult because she was, feeling that anxiety like pretty regularly um so that you know i think life as a therapist can be pretty stressful sometimes Mm -hmm.
1: and even with communication i think because just hipaa or whatever whatever there's there's things that they can't necessarily share but they're going through so many uh struggles and things working full-time it's kind of funny watching KJ become a new mom because so many people tell her about how um, how, oh, you're not gonna get any sleep and it's gonna be a struggle and it's gonna be stressful, um, which everyone's uh, experience is different for sure, but it's just been funny because she stopped working. And so it's been she's just been loving it because she six years of working with those girls just had her so stressed out and just mentally, um She was just kind of done with it, and now this is just like an awesome vacation that she's just loving because um even though she loved those girls and she loved the work it's just it was just a lot, and you could tell that, like you said, it doesn't end at the end of the day. it's not like one of those jobs you can just leave everything at work. she'd still be getting texts about how the girls are doing and still thinking about um what's gonna be happening the next day and needing to prepare for group therapy and um, just so many things going on.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's impressive. So like birthing a child is better than being around a teenage girl.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah. We keep coming back
0: to this. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. It's crazy. So, all right. Well, here's the next question. And since we're talking about babies, um, everyone has a young child at home. So what's the transition been like? For for a dad,
2: Gordon, it was most recent for you. It's freshest <laughs> on your mind, right?
1: Yeah, um, I'm not just talking up KJ because this is her podcast, so I know she's gonna listen to it. But I'm gonna talk her up again, anyways. You should You just do it, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I just I don't don't want to hurt you. To know you. <laughs> it's it's legitimate. I'm not just doing it because I know she'll like hear it and edit it. But uh, no, it's been it's been a very smooth transition, and really, it's because of her she like I said she's very studious and very thoughtful and so about a week before we were due I was like oh man this is real like I got to start learning about babies like I've never held a baby I've like never changed a diaper like I didn't have nieces or nephews or really babies in my life and so all of a sudden I was like reading and studying uh so luckily she started that process a lot earlier than me and she just did an awesome job of being really prepared even the the um, the hospital process um, and all of that, we had spent time going through what that's going to be like together, trying to mentally prepare ourselves, um, and then having a newborn at the house. Uh, she had done a lot of reading and a lot of research, and so, of course, you can't prepare for every situation, and there's still been struggles, but it's been a lot more smooth than I expected because just she's she's a preparer. She was just very prepared. How was the process for you, Elliot?
2: Yeah, I can uh, talk a little. I mean the process I guess the transition immediately was a bit rough for us. I won't go into all the detail, but uh, Jessica's delivery had some complications. She hemorrhaged um the uh, what is it the the epidural didn't work for most of the time and uh i think she ended up breaking her tailbone among many other things but needless to say um we got home from the hospital still just two or three days after delivery but um jessica was mostly bedridden for like two or three weeks um and then she had trouble like breastfeeding so it was a tough transition at first so it kind of like was just really being thrown into the fire for me at least um, cuz i immediately had to step up my game knowing like, Oh, well got to make sure that I'm helping feed and nap and watch the baby and whatnot. So it was pretty tough transition. Um, but once, you know, give it like say six weeks, things calmed down and smoothed out. And I would say it was pretty, pretty good after that point. Um, I remember thinking before we had Eleanor or Enna that, um, I remember thinking like, oh, it's going to be so tough, I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. I'm not going to be able to leave the home whenever I want and do the things I want on a whim. Um, But now looking back, it's like, oh, I guess that really wasn't as big of a transition as I thought it was going to be. Like, It just is what it is. Like, Yeah, I can't necessarily do those things on a whim, but it's not like I think about that every day like, oh, I just wish I could do that. But maybe that will change with more kids. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, it's, I'd say the transition has been good overall and I've enjoyed it. I've learned a lot and I feel a lot more confident with like a little kid and taking care of someone. I, I guess I feel confident about myself as well. So it's been a good experience.
1: All right. The three-time champion. Three, yeah,
2: still, you three? still go-
1: I think so.
0: So, yeah, like, going with along with what you guys said, like, I was so afraid before our first child came, and I remember asking other guys, like, how do, what do I do? Like, how do I prepare? And they're just like, ah, uh, there's not much you can do. and, um, I, like, I don't know, the whole, like, pregnancy process and birthing process, that's, it's, like we're there we're cheering them on you know but we don't know what's going on you know like our contribution to this whole thing was very meager you know and um it's the wife that's like doing most of it so i just think it's funny like when you're like oh my gosh like i i need to start reading like a week before the baby came cuz like kj has been going through this you know changing process of 9 months and everything so but yeah, I, I think with like any hard thing in life, um, you kind of just rise to the occasion and you perform and you do well. Now, like Elliot's like a master at babies, you know, and the only way you can learn that is just by doing it, you know? So one thing I think is cool is like how each step prepares you for the next one. So like, when your wife is pregnant, third trimester, she's super uncomfortable and she's not really sleeping much. And then the baby comes and you're not sleeping that much again. And they're like, oh, I'm used to this. You know, I'm, I'm ready for it. And then, you know, the, you, you start holding the baby and, you know, my heart, my arms kind of hurt when I first held a baby. I wasn't used to it. And then like, as I held the baby, the baby got, you know, heavier. And then my my muscles got bigger and it was like a really cool way to work out. Um, but it just like is a testament to like your body will adapt to take care of this baby and your your mind will adapt and, and you'll you'll be able to do everything you need to do f- to, to be a good dad. Um, and I've seen that like time and time again with, with every child that's come it's a really cool process it's hard it's the hardest thing i've ever done it's definitely like the most rewarding thing as well um Otto laughed for the first time today it was just like so cool to see like a pure you know laugh for the first time and so just like having those experiences it's like eggs you on to keep on going and to be you know to be there for the, your kids so um yeah so it's it's definitely a cool process. I I'm sure like once our girl is a teenager, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be so super hard, but, um, we've heard know, how like, you
1: feel about teenage girls already. So exactly, it's, exactly. It's for so six, it's for six
2: years. So, so I work for a, a tech company that's based out of the Bay area. So it's got that tech company vibe and culture to it, which in many ways benefits me because, you know, the, that often goes with good company benefits, including uh, a good amount of paternity leave. So I had 10 weeks of paternity leave. And honestly, like that is support for me, like as a father that like, I actually really appreciate. I remember thinking like at week six of that, I think I took eight weeks right away. And at like week six, I was like, I don't know how anyone goes back to work before this point in time. Like I was just starting to feel like I could breathe again at around week six. I was like, that kind of support is like, that's important. And I really appreciated that, that I had that ability.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I I didn't have that. I actually went to work the next day. Uh, the day he was born, I obviously was off all day. And then the next day I worked a half day and I kind of worked half days the rest of that week. Um, But and it was okay. except uh, I think that that's just awesome to have that experience. And I that's kind of something I look for in the future as I transition out of the Army and try to get into more of a civilian career. Uh, Something that could give me that time at home and kind of give that support, I think, is something I want to look for, because uh, my brother lives in Japan, and that's kind of the norm in Japan. Um, him and his wife, they both got, like, paternity leave for, I can't even remember how many weeks, but it's just, that's the norm everywhere. And in the U.S., some companies do that and some don't, but um, I just think that's awesome, so.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, going back to work, like, the the next day. That's, like, yeah, I, that'd be hard to do.
2: Yeah, I think, like, even just like since my company offers that time, it's kind of sets an expectation like you're going to be spending some time mm. bonding with your child and whatnot. And I won't say every new father at my company approaches it that way. Some are like, oh, sweet, I'm going to save uh, eight weeks of vacation for the rest of the year. But uh, uh, I think most approach it in a good way. <laughs> but it does kind of set a bar there. It's like, oh, yeah, we expect you to be a part of you know your new family.
0: All right, yeah. So moving on to the next one, um, got two more questions. So it says, "What are the thoughts Pod ladies really like in real life, uh, oh, and are they as incredible as they seem?" This is a biased question, I think. Yeah. So,
2: Gordon, this is for you, the opportunity to talk up <laughs> KJ, like you were saying earlier. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do that, but I'm going to be real here. Uh, Most people that listen to this podcast hear her, and she's very thoughtful. Uh, She's also very uh, monotone, speaks very slowly. And so I feel like you might not get the same picture of KJ, maybe just listening to this, as when you know her and kind of understand her quirkiness. And she... Uh, Maybe if you just follow a few social media outlets, uh, like personal outlets, and see some of the dance videos. And uh, she just she likes making uh, podcasts, but she also likes making like videos. So she recently made a like a quarantine dance off video. You and, you
0: were in that right? Um, you, I I was featured dance, in that right? And maybe it, it was a mistake bringing this <laughs> up.
1: Actually, I immediately regret that. I, I think you were the star of that video. Actually, <laughs> yeah. like I think KJ was in the background. <laughs> yeah. So I will call her weird, but I'm also weird. And so uh, she she gets it started though, and she knows how to just get me to bring my A game, I guess, or whatever we want to call it. Uh, But yeah, she's she's very quirky. And so, like I said at the beginning, it's interesting to see her compartmentalize between therapy KJ and just home KJ because she can sit down and be so serious. And so uh, just such a good listener and everything during uh, like a therapy session or during a podcast interview. And then she would just be so funny and wild and quirky and just coming up with the craziest ideas uh, when you get to know her on the person like in your personal life so that's kj for you yeah
0: i learned a lot of dance moves from you <laughs> it was it was helpful so <laughs> yeah uh taylor uh behind the scenes is very much who she is on the podcast so you, you definitely know her as as who she is she's very real and i like that about her um she'll speak from the heart and um, she'll cut to the core of like what needs to be said Um, our life is just so crazy with children and she takes the brunt of that because i'm usually at work for the majority of the day so she's like literally at home getting kicked in the face Um, and then she'll like do dinner and then right after that she'll go straight into therapy with her clients and I am just like shocked that she has the mental and emotional stamina to like keep on going and to be there for other people when she has like not been there for herself at all that day and you know on top of that she'll do you know this podcast and the the ladies here are not making money you know it's not, like, an, a revenue source for them, and, you know, they actually spend money to, to put this out there, and um, I, like, I, went, I always talk to her, like, so what like, why are you doing this? You know, like, it seems really stressful at times, and it's just, like, yeah, I want to put this out there because it's good. It's, like, a good message. It's going to help people, and it's, like, a way I can give back, and I think that's, like, awesome, and I think it's great. And I think more people should listen to this podcast. So,
2: yeah, I I'd like to build off that too. And speaking for Jessica, obviously, but KJ and Taylor too. Like, all good people who want to share what they've learned to as broad of an audience as they can, Uh, not necessarily for like making money or getting something out of it, but like, I mean, Jessica's has told me this several times herself she wanted to do this podcast to share what she's learned and what she knows so that other people can benefit especially people who may not be able to afford therapy or don't know whether they should get therapy they can listen to this and kind of get some pointers maybe get some direction to know like oh yeah i should go see a therapist so i just In terms of the, are they as awesome as they appear to be? Yeah, of course they are. (laughs) And Jessica is. She definitely cares about uh, everyone that she interacts with. And just outside of, you know, work and this podcast, as we visit friends and family, she'll get reached out to at various times, asking people asking her for advice. What do you think about this with my child or, you know, my my sibling, whatever it is, she, she's always there answering people's questions and helping them through it. And she really like takes the time to help people um, outside of work and the podcast. So it's very awesome.
1: Yeah. And to go with that, uh, I know KJ has told me this, and I'm sure that uh, Taylor and Jessica, it's weird for me to call her Jessica, to be honest. I keep wanting to say bod, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would have said the same thing. Uh, There's kind of a stereotype that goes with therapy, and and, uh, I think a lot of people are worried to start it. They've never done it before, and I think the podcast, along with being something that is just information that these, these girls think everybody should have and everybody could benefit from, it also, they're trying to break that barrier of kind of the bad stigma with therapy and with mental health and depression and anxiety and all these things that we hear and maybe have a bad... Uh, feeling or stereotype towards, they're kind of trying to break that down and normalize it and just show us that, hey, this is something we all have. Everybody has mental health and we all nobody's perfect and we're all just learning and growing. And so I think it's awesome that they're doing that. I was not one that had ever been to therapy and I started dating a therapist and talking to her and I've just learned so much talking to her, listening to all three of them on the podcast as well
2: yeah and it should be looked at in my opinion something that is normal i mean like for our physical health it's not uncommon to get an annual physical from your general practitioner you know even if you're healthy just to get a checkup and see where you're at i feel like why is it different with mental health like you know should be able to go see someone and get a checkup there shouldn't be like a stigma like oh once you're in a terrible place, then you go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be seen that way. Sure.
0: Yeah, I'm a big proponent of like preventative medicine, and um, yeah, it's like someone waiting until they have a heart attack to see a doctor versus like someone who, you know, sees a doctor beforehand, gets on the right meds, works out, things like that. So, I think therapy can be the same way, like. I think everyone should be seeing a therapist, and it will only make you stronger, is like my message. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Here, we're down to the last question. We made it, guys, on our first podcast. <laughs> Probably not the last. First I think.
1: of many, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you will all want us back. For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, people will just say, we don't want the girls anymore. We just want the guys. Yeah. It's so much yeah, better. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, okay. What is one thing that you are intentional about in your marriage that helps? I don't know if that made sense, but, um, one thing that helps me in my marriage that I intentionally like try and do to, uh, to you know keep it alive and breathing is check-ins so every night taylor and i will sit down and we'll just like go through our day real fast and just say like this happened and it made me feel this way this happened and it made me feel this way and before we were doing that i was just going like through my day and and she'd be like how was your day and i was like oh it was good But really, it was not a good day. Like, I had a lot of horrible things happen to me. And all those emotions that I had experienced, I literally just, like, pushed them down and so I can make room for, like, more emotions to experience the next next day. Um, And ultimately, there's, like, not enough room for all those emotions. So um, the check-ins have been, like, a really beneficial way for me to, like, process those things and to, like move on and, and to to make more room. So um big proponent of, of check-ins, just like going through your day, saying how each event made you feel. And then your spouse is also there to like um reflect and like be there for you. So I, I really like that.
2: Yeah, we've done those check ins several times before. Uh- we're not as consistent as we should be, but uh, when we have done them, they've been uh, very helpful and kind of help just get back onto like a level ground and it feels good. Um, something that I guess more recently, us being in this quarantine lifestyle, uh, more recently I've been trying to make sure that we uh, get out of our the townhome that we live in right now, just go on a walk uh for like a half an hour get out get some fresh air um get away from some of the stir crazy that's happening and um that helps us because like there have been one or two days where we've missed it and we didn't go outside at all and it was just like derailing us like oh i'm going crazy like so i've tried to make it an effort like i know i'm the one who's working right now so it's like i just need to i find a time like okay i got a break let's get out and just go on a walk and that's that's something that's been helpful for us more recently. That's been good.
1: Yeah, something uh, I guess to kind of build off both of those is that we do, we've done it pretty intentionally our whole marriage, is KJ is a big-time planner. And I'm not as much of a, a planner, but she's helped me with that. And it's been something I've come to love. Every Sunday night we'll go on a walk and we'll just go through our whole week the upcoming week and talk about what we're doing day by day. Um, and we'll also talk about things we want to work on throughout the week or throughout the month, throughout the year, just kind of goals and just trying to kind of align our goals and desires with each other. And doing those weekly checkups is something that I've really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, I couldn't imagine like staying inside an apartment all day in, in real life. And so I think it's good to you know get out and stretch those legs and remember that there's a sun outside you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well cool guys i we made it we did it and i'm i'm proud of all of us yeah. i know i know it's hard for guys to talk
1: about their feelings so um that's why i talked and, about yeah. kj the whole time <laughs> i didn't open up on this one maybe a part two open up. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that, that gordon
1: he's so elusive you know so <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks. Thanks everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for joining us today.
0: We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryage from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.
1: Bluebirds. Bears.
0: Blue
2: Bears. All right, well thank you everyone. This was great. Happy <laughs> to be here. It's been a pleasure. This yeah, is Logan
0: Logan
1: Thomas Signina. Thank you. Th- thanks for listening to Thoughts on Thoughts. If you found these things helpful today, then please contact us at at thoughtspod. Instagram. I don't use very much social media. I can't do this part. All right. Thanks guys. <laughs>